My sister and I were making breakfast in our gorgeous Airbnb in Kauai. We had just put on a pan of hash browns. We had some chocolate croissants baking in the oven. And you know, these croissants had actually been quite the ordeal. My other sister had brought them with her from Oregon and they had started to rise in her suitcase. So when this screeching alarm went off, I thought, oh my gosh, these damn croissants. Like, pick a different timer. The croissants are not going to burn. It was this shrill screeching sound. And then my sister went over to shut off the alarm. And then I heard her say, ballistic missile inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. And it took me a minute to make the jump from burning croissants to ballistic missile. And I went and I looked at her phone and I saw it there in all caps. And in the amount of time that that took, the rest of my family had come in from the lanai. And my dad immediately went into his military training and he said, grab closed-toed shoes, grab blankets. And I grabbed my toddler from my mom and had the wherewithal to turn off the oven. And I remember seeing my mom grab the pallet of water bottles that we'd picked up from Costco the day before. And my sister, Emily, who's six months pregnant, grabbed a bag of tortilla chips and Hawaiian sweetbread. Her husband started grabbing blankets and I grabbed diapers and wipes, which in retrospect is not something you probably need for a nuclear holocaust. But then we headed out to the detached garage. And when I got out there, Emily and Brandon were trying to move this big stand-up paddleboard against the one window in the garage. And it's the kind of window in the tropics where it has the slats where you're thinking like, oh, it's so beautiful outside. Why would I ever want this window to close? And my little sister, Laura, is trying to clear out boxes from this built-in table. Now, at this point, my parents have joined us in the garage, and my dad immediately puts his hands in the air like this. This is how he talks. And I think my dad thinks maybe no one's going to interrupt him if he talks this way. And he said, you are going to see a light. It is going to be the biggest light you have ever seen. Do not look at the light. You are going to put your head down and you are going to go in the direction of the light. And now at this point, Emily, Brandon, and Laura have taken shelter underneath the table in the garage and they are covering themselves with a giant windsurfing kite and a blanket. And they're all huddled and kneeling underneath this table. And at this point, my mom comes over to me and she says, Sarah, where are you and Tommy going to go? And I'm holding my toddler and I realize I've just been pacing back and forth and I've moved the same box three times and I didn't know where we were going to go. So my mom takes two rugs out of the dryer and I recognize one of them as the rug that Tommy had smeared almond butter all over the day before and she made us a little nest in the corner. Now my dad's saying, there's going to be a wall of heat. It's going to travel at speeds greater than 100 miles per hour. It's going to be the hottest thing you have ever felt. And at this point, I hear Brandon say, well, maybe we don't want to be covering ourselves with this wind kite. This synthetic material is going to burn and melt into our skin. And I think it was at that point that I realized we were in our last moments. Um, my little sister, Laura, said, I love you guys. 
and we started singing our goodbyes. And at this point, I didn't feel confident in my abilities to not look at the light, but figure out where I was supposed to position ourselves. And so I took Tommy underneath the rug, and I'm hovering over him, and I'm shielding him with my body, and we're under this rug, and I'm looking down into his beautiful brown eyes. He has my husband's eyes. And I was thinking about my husband, who was flying to Kauai at that time, because he had to take a later flight than us. And I thought about how I wasn't going to get to say goodbye to him. And I thought about how he's probably worried because I'm guessing that he heard about it on onboard Wi-Fi. And then I remember you don't get Wi-Fi over the water. And, but I keep coming back to the fact that I'm not going to get to see my son grow up. Because I know in my head I am going to do whatever it takes to make sure that Tommy is safe. I am going to take the fall for him. And I need Tony to get here because it I didn't really know what was going to happen, but in my head, all I had was disaster movies. And so I'm thinking he's going to have to be like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and get a speedboat and somehow save our son in this nuclear holocaust. But then I start thinking about all of the moms around the world who shield their children regularly. And I remembered this story that I read about in middle school where this one mom in World War II suffocated her child trying to keep him safe and calm. And now I hear my dad say, a ballistic missile can arrive from North Korea in 37 minutes. <laughs> and we're at about 30 minutes. So we're in our last few minutes and Tommy's making his no mama face that he does and it's hot under there and he's flushed and I decide to come out from underneath the rug and he just learned to walk. So of course I'm having to like corral him to me. And I think, okay, what's gonna work in this case? And I start singing songs from our music class back here in Anchorage. And I'm cursing the fact that I can't remember his favorite one about the horse, but I start singing I'm a little froggy and my mama loves me. I'm a little froggy and my daddy loves me. And then I hear Brandon say, guys, it's a false alarm. <laughs> and then 37 minutes comes and there hasn't been a ballistic missile. And then at 38 minutes, we hear that same screeching alarm sound that verifies that it was a false alarm. And within an hour, we're at the farmer's market and, <laughs> and people are drinking out of coconuts and eating exotic fruits and listening to ukulele music and acting like nothing ever happened. But we just had this shared trauma together. And it's been two months and there are days that I still don't trust the sky yet. And there are days that I flinch when my phone goes off, and I'm changed. I know now that we're not in control, and that your life can change with a text message.